So trying to give myself too much credit. For for our newer listeners to the show, uh, we have a couple of different styles of show. Um, we have some core episode shows. Those are shows number one through nine. And in those shows, we go over the six core adversities that you're going to want to overcome in order to be successful at your business that you plan on starting or that you've newly started. Um, outside of those shows, we have some guest episode shows where we bring on guests that have also started their own businesses. Uh, and we talk about the successes and failures that they've had. Um, we have general business shows where we talk about general business topics. We have Q&A shows where we answer questions that have been submitted to us. And if you have questions you'd like to submit, you can send those to askmitch at mitchsmedley.com. And we will get them and we will answer them. And if they're good enough, we will make a show about them. Um, and then we also have a Beyond the Void shows, um, and that's what this show will be. And that's where we let some of the business stuff take a, a, a rest, and we talk about some of the more social or political topics that are going on. And we try to kind of wrap your head around, like, a, as a newer business person, um, how to think about a lot of these topics as they pertain to business. Um, sometimes we do pretty well at that. Other <clears> times <throat> it just turns into like a political rant. So um, you, <laughs> you never know, know where a Beyond the Void you know, show may a, end up. So. I was thinking about, I've told you this before, like maybe when I retire, I was thinking like maybe someday I'll run for Congress. Right. Or like try to make a difference in my community. Right. And then I think about like my blunder at the beginning of this show. And I think this show is either going to help me in that area or, or completely destroy all hopes of me ever doing something like that. Who knows? I, I can't tell. I mean, if like, are they going to like pull them all up and be like, look, you got to have a little bit of dirt on you to be a president. So, Oh, you got to have some, yeah. Like you, like you have to have 10% baggage. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's like, so like in <laughs> politics, you're going to hit like a ceiling where unless you can like kill the innocent dog, and I'm using that as like a metaphor, but like, unless you can, you know, get a little blood on your hands in some way, shape or form, you're not going to ever cross that ceiling. Like they got to see how hard you are. So, uh, okay. you, you notice a lot of high level politicians have some of that dirt on their hands. And that, I think that's why. Oh, maybe so, I'm good. Yeah. Look, he can't speak. Well, Joe Biden can't speak, and that guy's president. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, maybe the blunders on the show up. I mean, one, I don't you, know. America's can, oh American God, can be defined in one word. just a fucking jackass. Uh, the other countries are just quivering in their boots right now. I mean, you know, what I don't understand is, like, bef when the campaign was going on, and he, like, wouldn't come out of his basement. Right. Like, or do debates or do this and do that. And everyone was saying, he can't do that because he's not fit. And they're like, no, he's going to be the president. He's fine. He's just got a stutter. Somehow he gets elected, and now it's like, oh, yeah. all those people were right. Yeah. He's a complete baffling moron. Hey, he doesn't know anything. They've made a chalk memorial for him at where he tipped over a bicycle. <laughs> Somebody wrote, like, on sidewalk chalk, Joe Biden fell here, or Joe fell here, or something like that. They should have, like, in gray, like, put a plaque down. Right. Joe almost died here. Yeah. Like, we wish he would have. Like, that's just what the plaque says. I just want to buy him a motorcycle. Like, dude, you figured out bicycling? Let's level it up. Yeah. Motorcycle. Hey, dude, hey got you a 600. Let's yep. see what happens. <laughs> Look, when you're Free scared... Free skydiving trip? When you're scared... 
take the right handle and gun it. Yeah, twist it. <laughs> as, I mean, as far back as it'll go and see yeah. what happens. Just lean back. You'll be fine. Lean back. <laughs> Point it straight. You'll be fine. Stare at that big tree and don't stop oh until you miss God. it. It's just, it's such, it's such a shit show. The, the interesting thing is like yours, the media refuses to admit it. And the media is, is saying, you know, Things that just flat ass aren't true, but you're starting to see a lot of Democrats lose faith in their elected leader. Yeah, like, like bad. You know what? And you know what's messed up? So they're losing faith, but I don't think he's actually making the decisions. They're just no. he's the scapegoat right now. Well, in, in in full transparency and in full honesty. I don't think the president themselves makes as many decisions as we like to give them credit for. Good presidents, bad presidents, or whatever. I mean, it's a collective effort, and the president's power is limited so much, right? So, like, out of the gate, you, you see a lot of executive orders. Um, they, they can run those plays. But you get a couple of years in, and... I, I'm not. I'm not excusing any president's behavior. I mean, they're still running the ship, right? Yeah. But, but, I mean, so much of of what a president says didn't come from their brain, right? It's written for them. Um, Except for maybe Trump, because he just said whatever the hell he wanted. Yeah. I'm I not just, so sure. Like I, I've read articles about like, hey, you know, he was supposed to read off of these cue cards. He was supposed to do this, and then he was like. Screw that. Like right. he read the first two and then just, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, typically, and this is what I'm kind of most bummed about, typically your Democratic presidents are more eloquent behind the podium and they speak better, right? Like Clinton, amazing speaker. Uh, Obama, amazing speaker. Like they just, the way that they deliver the message kind of. Yeah. The way that they lie to you makes you feel warm inside. It, it, you feel better being <laughs> lied to, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, man. He just makes me feel so good, even though I know he's just BFing me to death. Yeah, but like, I mean, Trump was not very good at, like, now what he was saying was okay, but like, I'm just talking about like the, the delivery method, the way that yeah. they, he, he just, and that, that's why he, he didn't get, that's why he you. didn't get reelected. Yeah. Because yeah. women hated his guts. Yeah. Like, and, and it, because he would call it out like it is and he yeah. wouldn't sugarcoat and shit. And I, and that's why I think like, that's why I like him so much. Yeah. He because would tell I'm, you your ass looks fat in those jeans. Yeah. He's brash. <laughs> I'm brash. Right. And that's how I like to get information. Right. But the, the, like, personally, that's a humbling moment for me yeah. to realize like when you put two and two together, I liked his brash and I'm brash and then he didn't get elected. And now I'm like, Oh Maybe I'm kind of a douche too, right? You know, right. like I, ooh, maybe I sh shouldn't say things like that all the time. Yeah, you know, but that's just, you know, that's my character. It, so I, you know, I don't know. I mean, we need that sometimes. I mean, like, yeah, like you're not supposed to fall in love with the president of anything, right? If you work at a large company, chances are you don't like the president of that company. No. Right? No, you want to shoot him with a paintball gun naked at 10 I mean, feet. They're asking you to do things that you don't want to do all the time. They're asking you to, they're, they're asking more of you than you're probably comfortable, you know, contributing. And so, like, very rarely do you ever like, pers on a personal level, the president of, of anything. And so, um, and, and that goes all the way from, like, homeowners association presidents 
all the way to nation presidents. Were so, you a homeowners association president? Uh, I got duped into being the HOA president of well, our let neighborhood. Let me just say a few things before Mitch gets too far into it. All of those guys are douches. Yes. Everyone I've ever met was a douche. So, so here's I'm saying that as one of Mitch's probably oldest friends. Yeah. What were you thinking? So I don't. We had. I didn't. I didn't had no idea the show was going to go this no, direction. That's fine. Our HOA has two directors and a president. Technically, a vice president, a president, and a director. Well, let's tell the truth. When you were at, how many homes were in here? Uh, like we were two, half full. Like two. No. Two homes. They were like, hey, let's 175 in the neighborhood, and we were like uh, between 75 and 100. So. Oh, more than I thought. Yeah, but um, uh, so you have three elected positions in our HOA. Oh, they were elected. Oh yeah, yeah, it's elected. <laughs> they take this shit seriously. This gives a soccer mom something to do during yeah. the week. <laughs> so. Nobody liked the previous board before I was duped into becoming president. Um, like Quit this, saying duped. You loved it. No. No, no, no. You uh, wanted to love it. So the previous board, like my neighbor down the street was building a fence. <clears throat> and we have we have rules like your fence can only be four feet high. It can't be a six-foot privacy fence unless you have a pool. Well, he didn't have a pool. But we have a lot of rock in our neighborhood. And sometimes you can't sink a fence post all the way. Right. Yeah. And so they're literally setting all the posts and some of the ones that they couldn't sink all the way because they hit rock, they would leave them high. Right. Yeah. And so then you put your horizontal picket, you know, the boards yeah. that and the then pickets, you just go cut them off and then you just go, yeah, take a string line or a laser and cut them all off. Right. The previous board literally hung a violation notice on this guy's door because a couple of his posts were over four feet tall. The project wasn't even done yet, and they were giving him a violation notice because it's already out of alignment with our covenants and restrictions. And I see, and that's why. So I used to live in a neighborhood, but we didn't have an HOA. Yeah, and I knew that I was like when we moved to that, I was like we can't live in a neighborhood with an HOA. Yeah, and then we moved out of there, and she's like, "Where are we going?" I was like, "To the country." Yeah, where no one can tell me what to do. Right, because literally, I would have been out there, saw the, I would have took that. I would have went to whosever house that was and would have been like, what the fuck are you talking right, about? Right, right. So they, they would do shit like that all the time. Um, you know, a lot of people in the neighborhood have golf carts. They tried making it a policy that you couldn't park your golf carts on the grass near the pool. Our pool parking lot only holds eight cars. Yeah. And uh, it's, an, it's a home. It's a, it's a neighborhood with 175 homes. Yeah. Right. Like that's a tiny ass parking so, lot. So for there a pool. could literally be 100 cars there. There could be. At any time. Right. And so <clears throat> people would ride their golf carts up and park them in the grass to save space for people yeah. that don't have golf carts and drive their cars up. Yeah. being Our, a co- That's being a community. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's hey, being neighborly. Uh, you know Being what? Yeah. considerate, well, right? For the people that have to drive a long ways and can't walk. Yeah. Or don't have a golf cart, we'll leave them the spaces. But because they felt like they're in the position to make rules, and if they weren't making rules, then they weren't doing their job, so they're just going to make rules wherever they wanted to. So basically the problem with all government. Yeah. They they were like, oh, I don't like golf carts parking on the grass. Uh, why? Like, golf carts are made to be driven on grass. Yeah. Right? They have grass tires. I mean, they don't kill the grass. That's, like, what happens on a golf course. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> holy cow. They and then, tear up the grass. So when you challenge them, they would come up with some of the craziest explanations ever. And the explanation they came up with was, well, we're worried that they might damage a sprinkler head. And I'm, I literally, I've told them, I'm like, yeah, because... How have our sprinkler heads ever survived mowing? 
Like, yeah, literally every week. Yeah, there's a mower driving on the grass up and down, back and forth all fucking summer long. What else you got? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what else you got? On. Let's think of something else. Again, another decision the previous board made is they changed the locks on our pool and the new locks were not ADA compliant. And so a person with disability that didn't have good use of their hands, couldn't use it. they couldn't get out of the pool. They okay. would get stuck in the gates, right? And when they were challenged on that, like, hey, we got to get different. We, we can't have knobs. We have to have levers because, yeah, you know, and, and my neighbor two doors up yeah. is disabled and can't work a doorknob. And so we were like, no, we need levers. We can't do knobs. And their their honest to God reply was, because we're a private entity, we don't have to abide by HOA. Or we we don't have to abide by the Americans with Disabilities Act. Yes, you do. And like if you were to like, take them to court, they'd have lost their yeah, ass. Outside of the fact that, yeah, you probably do. My reply was, yeah, but we're a neighborhood and we're neighborly and we make decisions that are in the best interest of the neighbors. So shouldn't we want to help like the neighbor be help, nice yeah, yeah like make our pool accessible mm. to everybody in the na- like like yeah. they were just odd right so anyway so long, they, so they long were, story even longer yeah uh because i was so <laughs> outspoken story. about our previous hoa group whenever like every year you have to get reelected yeah. or elected right and so they were like hey why don't you nominate like are you are you cool if you get nominated to be on the board of the HOA. And I'm like, I don't know much about HOAs. I just can spot them doing tons of shit wrong. And so I'm like, sure. Like I'll be on the board. Narc. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'll be on the board. Well, there's only three people that can be elected. The board is the president, the vice president and a director. And that's it. And so there were a couple of other people that were okay being nominated. All three new people got voted in. All three of the old people got voted out. Of course they did. And so then the prior people were like, one of they were all pissed. They were in it for the the power, yeah. right? Well, a lot of power. Yeah, and and yeah. so they were like, one of you has to be president. And so while I'm still like looking around, like, holy cow, did we just like completely remove this old board? That's kind of cool. The other two guys were both saying, not it on the president role. <laughs> not it. And yeah, fingers <laughs> to noses exactly, <laughs> and and pointing at me. And so that's how I got duped into being HOA president. But here's the cool thing. For the year that I was HOA president, we we ended that year with more money in the bank account than ever um, because we weren't, like, giving our friends discount. Like, we weren't giving our friends that own a mowing company the mowing contract for the neighborhood, no, which, you, which is fucking huge. Our, our tiny little neighborhood has 11 acres to mow. Yeah. That's fucking huge. And so we weren't giving our friends the mowing contract and then inflating the price so our friends got rich off of it. Um, and... Um, we didn't hand out a single violation letter to anybody in the neighborhood about anything. If we were made aware of something, you just went and talked to them. We like, did hey, the neighborly dude. thing and we went and rang on their doorbell and had a conversation with them and asked how we could help them. Right. Yeah. So like while I was president, somebody's yard in the neighborhood got like way overgrown. Like I'm talking like two feet tall. Yeah. Right. That doesn't usually happen. So I'm being screamed at by the prior board to say, like, you need to go give them a violation letter and blah, blah, blah. And, you and I'm have like, been like, why don't I come over to your house and burn it to the ground? And I'm like, hey, I'm going to go have a conversation with them. And so I went and had a conversation with them. Uh, the lady's husband's on hospice. He takes care of the yard and he's dying. Right. Yeah. Did so, you go back to the board and those people and say, no, I didn't even give them the time or care. I went to our neighborhood Facebook page and I said, hey, we've got somebody in the neighborhood who their husband's on hospice, doesn't have much to live. Uh, their yard could use a little bit of attention. I know a couple of people in the neighborhood have mowing crews, 
Like they, they own yeah. little small <clears throat> mowing companies. So um, I'm willing to chip in and pay. If I'm sure other people are willing to chip in and pay, can we get their yard mowed? It's you know it's getting someone pretty tall. probably just ran over there and mowed it real quick. Yeah, somebody goes over there and mows it real quick. Yeah, right. Five minutes. Somebody Dude, don't else, worry about the money. I got it. Somebody else in the neighborhood had two trees where the builder like left them with dead trees, and the builder was supposed to like drop them, drop the dead trees before, mm-hmm. and they never did. And these people had a special needs kid. They didn't have the funding to pay somebody else to come in and drop these trees. And so they were kind of in a tailspin. They were still trying to get their builder to do it. Again, same thing. Prior board was pushing me to, like, give them a violation notice. Another quick post on our social media page. Hey, anybody in the neighborhood with some chainsaws want some free wood? It's dead. Like, you could burn it this year if you want. Sure enough, within, like, two days, neighborhood shows up. Cuts down the trees, totally free of charge, no violation notices needed, yeah. and additional relationships formed in the neighborhood. Like, yeah. that's how you handle that shit. Yeah. So that's my long story even longer about getting duped into becoming the Let's HOA just, president. I'm, I'm, I'm going to draw it out even further. I can't believe I'm going to say this. <laughs> that's the problem with real politics and real people that want to be in power and want to be controlling. Yeah. They have tried to – the state governments made the federal government. Yeah. To help with certain things. Yeah. But the state government goes to the community, and the community goes down to the neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and those people take care of each other. Yeah. And, and if, your school boards and everything and else. And if yeah. these governments would just get the fuck out of the way, yeah. and these people that want to control every little thing and want to be in power would get out of the way, yeah. guess what? We can take care of ourselves. Yeah. We're just fine without you. Well, so the, the full story there like the the full view full circle part of that is the next year whenever it came time to like elect re-elect or elect new people or whatever the prior board they went so the the old president of the hoa he was a highfalutin he he thinks of himself as a highfalutin attorney and judge tell me where his house is before i go later off the air i'd just like to know yeah so he went through all the bylaws and the rules of the neighborhood and everything else, and he found that he could – like, so the rule is you, you could only vote if you were in attendance to that one annual meeting. You had to be in attendance, one, oh, okay. one vote per lot. He went beforehand <clears throat> and got notarized proxy votes that allowed him to vote on their behalf at his discretion for whoever happened to be nominated that day. And – all of this legal documentation, like it was like a four page document for every household that he was representing. And he was representing like 17 of 75 households. Okay. He voted himself back in as president. <laughs> he literally like elbowed over to his buddy and he's like, Hey, nominate me. Okay. I nominate you. Oh, ironically, no one's here. No, like, yeah, he votes himself back in as president. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't care. Like, see ya. Thank you. You know, I I was not enjoying this at all. Like, you think you've like pulled one over on me, but you've actually done me a favor because I was really hoping I didn't have to do this another year. Yeah. Um, And and then like nine months later, after he was trying to go right back to his old shit again, nobody knew this whole proxy vote thing again, because I didn't it wasn't like a bad blood thing or anything else. Nobody knew this whole proxy thing even happened. The only people that knew was the prior board. Yeah. And so after he was causing some more 
bullshit and non-neighborly stuff in the neighborhood, I went ahead and took the opportunity to let everybody in the neighborhood know exactly how he became president again. And, <laughs> and within 48 hours, the entire board resigned. <laughs> fucking hilarious. It's like, oh, funny. When the truth comes out about how corrupt you are. Yeah. It, like, like it's then, politics 101 on, yeah. a, on a very small level. Right. And right. We, and, you know, people just like, and and I will say that everyone on that prior board was a certain political party and they were very outspoken about it. So oh, about being a bunch of Democrat losers, they, they were very much anti Trumpers for sure. Oh, I'm sure. So I'm sure. Yeah, they want control. Yeah. That's the problem with the Democratic Party. They want control all the time. Yeah, they don't, they don't want think, what's right. They don't they think want that power. we can, they don't think that we can control ourselves yeah. or govern ourselves. Yeah. They think that they need to lord over us. Yeah. For some reason, I don't understand what personality disorder that is, yeah. but it's a disorder. Yeah. And they should all be shot. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. So, it happens on small scale just like it happens on large scale. Unbelievable. So, I didn't know all that. Yeah. I mean, I knew yeah. that you had were president for a while. Yeah. Didn't want to be. Is that guy still live in the neighborhood? Uh, I I don't hear from him much lately. He uh, he is morbidly obese. And, of course and, and he is. When I say morbidly obese, I mean morbidly oh, obese. So he can't control his own life. That's why he wanted to control everyone else's life. Maybe. Um, that guy needs psychotherapy. Uh, he he got COVID real bad and was in the hospital for like five months. And everyone in the neighborhood and, was like, woo. I, I mean, I'm never going to wish death on anybody, but I, I was didn't surprised. Say, I didn't say death. I said everyone was like, woo, he's gone for a while. Uh, but I haven't really, like, I know he came home from the hospital, but I haven't really heard anything about him since. Is he still the president now? Because this was no, a while No, 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 because he, he resigned. And this so has been a long time ago. When, when that whole board right? resigned, then the neighborhood came back to the prior board me and the other two guys and said, Hey, can you guys like step in and be interim until we can hold another Find election? Gets it. And the other two guys said, yes. And I said, fuck no, <laughs> not only no, but like <laughs> hell no. I was almost out. And you pulled me back <laughs> in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you totally redeemed yourself. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I, at that point we were like motioning into starting the business. Like we, we had already made the decision to start the business, but we hadn't started it yet and all of this. And then I, they asked like at the election time at the annual meeting where it came time to vote mm -hmm. in another group. Um, I was like, like you get nominated, but then you have to accept the nomination for it to become official. <laughs> You're like giving them the finger. And, and they nominated like, me no. again and said, we'd really like you to be president again. Did you and, say, you know what? Is there a stipend? And, no. <laughs> like if there's a stipend, well, maybe I'm in. I told him, I said, I, I'm getting ready to be really involved in something else and I won't have the time. So no. Peace. And then like a month and a half later, we started our company. So yeah. Um, but, so, so now that we've burned 20 minutes talking about Mitch's HOA experience, Hey, it's real life politics on a level that yeah. you can affect change. So I would, I would seriously, like as much as I hated it, if you have the like opportunity, you did a good job and you yeah. enjoyed it, yeah, you, and you enjoyed helping people. It was on a very small scale, my civic duty to affect my community the best way that I had within my power. Did I want to do it? No, but you shouldn't want to be president. You should be president because you know you've got a good, like, you you stand to be a good president. You yeah. should be reluctant to be. And that's the problem yeah. with politics. The moment you want to be president, you probably shouldn't be. That's the problem with politics. Yeah. There needs to be term limits. You know, yeah. it needs to be like back in the old days. People were 
you know, upstanding people in their community and they were like, okay, I'm going to do my civic duty and I'm going to go do my part and right. then I'm going to be done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think Donald Trump was probably a mix of both. Like he was, I need to do something. I want to do something, but yeah. I love the power He's got the ego. and people looking I, at me I don't too. Think it, I don't think he liked the power. I think he liked the ego. I think that's yeah. more like, there's a difference there. Yeah. He Though, there's a huge difference. Yeah. I think he just liked the attention. But he so, did, but he affected change. Yeah. Like he didn't just go in there and wasn't like, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to raise a bunch of red flags and make a bunch of policies. I'm going to do this. No, right. I'm going to try to write the ship in the, my limited window. Right. And then if I get eight, I'm out. Right. You know, I love how, I love how the president can only be in for eight and has to be voted after four, but then these Congress people and senators can be in for yeah. fucking. Meanwhile, ever. Nancy Pelosi can spend 50 plus years in there like that ain't right there's a special place in hell for that bitch yeah i and i don't know what it takes to put term limits in but uh, it has to you have to have I congress mean, it has to go through congress and they're never gonna vote congress, it in. Mm, dude there's about to be some afflicted change here in november hopefully I hopefully i think people are really it. sick of this shit yeah we need it we need yeah. it bad i don't know what did, are we, what did are, you see uh so, so we got midterm elections coming up, and they're going to have an effect on how you know the outcome of twenty twenty four elections. Did you hear what's happening in Missouri, or what the what they think is happening in Missouri? And I, I'm the people the show that I normally I'm not going to say who it is, but they've said it a bunch. So there are like one, two, three, four. There are four or five. I think there's five. Republican senators in Missouri. Okay. So they're in the primary right, right now. Okay. So in August, I think it's August is the primary vote. And then whoever wins gets to take on the Democrat, right? Or whoever else runs. Right. Okay. So there's these five guys. Well, now all of a sudden there's an independent that's running. Literally just like last week said, hey, I'm going to run. Okay. Keep this, talking. I'm going to look this up. This guy is... Um, friends with the Bush family. The Bush family from St. Louis, okay, has a Democrat that they were friends with running in the Democratic, or the, yeah, the Democrat primary, okay? okay? And what they think is happening is this independent, they're making this independent run so that they can pull votes from Republicans and get the right, quote-unquote, my fingers are in the air, the right Republican to run or get elected in the primary so that they can defeat them come the November election. Okay. And this has been a con- – I'm not a huge conspiracy theory fan. I've said it on here on the show all the time. I don't – you know, I think they happen, how much of it's true, how much of it is just people talking about crap back and forth. But this is like the third state that I've heard about this. I don't even know what to call it. Um, style of misrepresentation, I guess, that they're doing to try to get the wrong Republican elected so that they can get a Democrat or independent elected when it comes to the general election. I gotcha. I gotcha. During the primaries. Does that make sense? So, yeah, yeah. They're staging it all the way out. They're staging it as far out as they think they can. Right. Well, what's weird is, so the Bush family is obviously Anheuser-Busch. 
Budweiser. Okay. Right, right, right. Okay. Right. This Tracy Tracy Bush something is the Democrat that's running. Well, the person that is um, putting up this independent used to be a Republican, is has been best friends with this Bush family since like the 1800s. So they have all this St. Louis-backed money now nominating an independent two months before the ele- primary is supposed to happen in Missouri. Gotcha. Like, and this apparently has been, I know it just says, has been happening in states before this. Yeah. And they think that's how they have been getting so many uh, Democratic congressmen and women elected, even though <sighs> we all really know that that's not what the country wants. Right, right, you know, right. They've been manipulating elections to get there. It looks like this guy's name is John Wood. John Wood, thank you. And he was actually on a committee for the J6, the January 6th committee, former January 6th committee council to run as independent in Missouri. Yes. Uh, he identifies himself as right of center, and he thinks of himself as the type of Republican who was common in the party prior to the rise of Trump. He yeah. called Ronald Reagan one of his political heroes. He believes the U.S. Supreme Court was right in its decision to overturn Roe v. Wade um, and would have voted for bipartisan uh, for the v- bipartisan gun deal that passed last week. He left prior to that voting. Um, he believes that the Re- Republican candidates in the race are too extreme, and he doesn't want the state to elect a Democrat that would vote for U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Chuck Schumer and support Biden's agenda. So they're trying to get. So what they're trying to do is get an independent in there to water down what's happening. So is this a good thing? No, I don't think so. I think it's. I think it's manipulation. I think it's big money. What I don't like about it is just like Zuckerberg during the Biden administration. Uh, campaign mm-hmm. was throwing four hundred million, five hundred million, six hundred million dollars. Right. This is the same thing. You think they're trying to split the Republican Party? Is what you're thinking? You they're, think they're yes. doing? So, so we saw that in our own uh, mayoral race here in town. Um, our current mayor in our town, I mean, he's liked enough that he's been reelected for mayor. However, he was not overly liked. No. And so. There were two prominent people that were trying to run for mayor. And what happened and, and these two prominent people were very, very similar in their thoughts and very similar in their disagreements with the may, the current mayor's policies. However, they both ran into each of each of them ran a strong enough campaign that sixty percent of voters, sixty-five percent of voters voted not to elect our current mayor. Yeah, they split the vote. 65 or or something, like 5% went with this one person that didn't even stand a chance. The other 60% went with, like, split down the middle. But that ain't enough to win, baby. And then the one guy that uh, the the minority wanted in got, like, 31% or something, like, just enough to hold the seat when it was painfully obvious that the, as the masses we didn't want him in it's just the other two guys split it far enough and you're you're saying that that's that's basically what's happening what they're with trying this one? To, they're basically trying to do the same thing and i bring that up because 
<clears throat> I think the Republican Party, as far as dirty politics go, is way behind the eight ball. Yeah. I think the Democratic Party has been doing this stuff for years and trying to manipulate from the inside about – and look, this sounds like conspiracy theory crap, but it's not. Right. Okay. Um, the dog is. I don't know what your dog's doing in there. He's <laughs> my gunner dog's jumping on the. He's. Bed. I, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> but I think you know it sounds like conspiracy theory crap, but it's not. I think that's what no, they're no, doing to win these elections. Yeah. And, and then when you and then when you see, you know, like when Biden's. I don't know what his approval rating is now, but it's like single digits. Yeah. I mean, his disapproval rating is like sixty-eight percent. Right. How. You're telling me that people are still voting for Democratic policy? Right. That It's impossible. So how are they winning? And I think it's tactics like these that are helping them win. You know, they go in and do all the research and they win these key small areas. Yeah. And it helps them to maintain a certain amount of control if they're not, you know, 100% in control yeah. of what's going on. Yeah. It's that, just, it's crazy to me. That, I mean... And that's the that's the weird part about politicking is is all of the posturing and positioning and strategical plays that you're doing to manipulate the population into gaining a seat. And and it's sad that that happens. And if it wouldn't happen, we would probably have a much better government. Of course, it it just sucks that it can happen like that. Um, I mean, it's just weird. Some of the rules that we allow and some of the stuff that we don't allow. Um, the, did you see that thing in Arizona that's going on? What's that? When you speak of rules, I don't mean to interrupt you, but so they have, um, Arizona passed a law that says when you vote, you have to prove you're a citizen, right? You have to have a federal ID. Okay. And the DOJ is actually go, Department of Justice uh-huh, uh-huh. is actually going after them and suing them and say no you can't do that. Why can't you do that? Well they they try to make you feel that it's racist to ask somebody for their ID. Well no, that's not my point. My point is why are they doing that? They're doing that to allow people that they, they want citizens, non citizens to vote. First off, citizens should be the only ones that are allowed to fucking vote. You should have to pay taxes Dude, and I would, be a citizen. And listen, I don't I'm not one of those people that says Look, if you're an immigrant, don't fucking come here. If you're an immigrant, come here. Do it the right way. Do it the right way. Get your card. Pay taxes like the fucking rest of us and vote for whoever you want. Yeah. yeah. Okay? But don't come here illegally and boof the system and expect all of us to, you know, front the bill for you to be here. Right. And then think you're going to slide one over on us. Right. Yeah. It's easy, to, it's easy to get excited about a candidate who has enabled you to be in the system or be in the country illegally. And is offering you all this free shit. You're like, oh yeah, let's vote for that guy, right? Like that's a pretty hand me. They're just literally handing that vote over. Um, But yeah, they they try to convince you that like asking for IDs at polling stations is somehow racist. As if there is one race that is more likely to have an ID than another. But yet they don't ever consider that whenever they're asking for IDs to buy alcohol. Or yeah. buy cigarettes. Got to buy cigarettes. Or to alcohol, license your car. A gun. License right? your car. Regular things. Yeah. When like, I when I, I sign up for Sam's Club, I gotta I gotta give them my ID. Yeah. 
So you know, just so I can be a Sam's Club or a Costco member. Right. The, the and now fact all of a sudden the, that it's it's awful. You can't ask people for that. Yeah. Like what the? F- yes, I can. The the fact that the general public allows that, like that, is not a thing in Missouri. Missouri, you have to have an ID. Yeah. They will not you have let to, you vote without it. You either have to have your ID or your card. And the only yeah. way you're getting your card is with an ID. Yeah, because they're mailing it to your house, bro. Yep. And and so like like the the idea that the general public allows that to, to become a thing is scary. Well, what do you mean by that? Because the general public doesn't allow that to become a thing. Well, they do because like you can't make those measures without putting it to a vote to the public, right? Well, so so I'm confused on what you're saying, I think. Like, so Arizona says, hey, you have to have an ID. And everyone is like, yes, you have to do it. But then the Department of Justice, a federal organization, is like, no, you can't do that. It's still the People's Department of Justice. So, well, the, do you think the Department of Justice is actually run by the people and the people that are in it? Or do you think that the people over them are like, hey, you need to be fucking controlling these? Well, what I'm, what I'm getting at is like, that's not a problem here. So the people of Arizona need to be holding their own state more accountable and saying uh, other states require IDs. So figure your shit out. Well, they're going to take them. They're going to court over it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But, but like if you think so. So say we didn't have that in Missouri and we decided like just this last year, they were like, no, we're going to require this. And then all of a sudden. So we want that. Mm-hmm. The DOJ comes to us. It's still a problem for us because yeah. we now have to go to court. It's, it's the state a, has to fight to get that, you know. But I mean, on the long enough timeline, things go through the Supreme Court and usually turn out okay, right? Like Roe v. Wade went back through the Supreme Court and was overturned, right? Like that's the right thing to do: put the power back in the hands of the states instead of the national government. Um, yeah, and then if the states want to have a vote in their state. They can. Yeah. They can say, hey, okay, you know what? We're going to let whoever's in this state, we're going to let you vote on what we're going to do. Right. And and that's really the way. They're not always doing that, which I think they should. Yeah. Well, and that's really the way it should be, right? Like um, California, their demographic is greatly different than Missouri's, right? Well, I have a choice. I can live in Missouri or I can live in California. I can choose to live in the place where I see myself fitting in the best. And so. You know, I wouldn't go move to California. I don't think I would enjoy it there. And and so I, I choose not to. But, you know, if California offers abortions and Missouri doesn't, I can make the choice to go live in the state that I want to support in that. Like, that's the way America should be. Yeah, and it's just like, so if, so Kansas right now still allows them. Yeah. You know, it's 30 minutes from us. Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. Or 40 minutes. If, if it bothered you so much... You could move to Kansas and it not affect you right. a whole lot. Or or if you had a rational brain at all, you just drive. You could you could think back like how many abortions am I planning on getting in my lifetime? Is it really worth moving to Kansas or do I just need to make that drive when that need occurs? Yeah. Like you I know, mean what the big <laughs> argument for all of them is for those of us that can't afford it and blah 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 and this and that. Yeah, you should well, be Democrats, keeping your legs fucking closed if you can't afford an abortion. Well, I, I was just gonna Let's just say that I was gonna translate that to so like in New York, they were like, Oh no, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that and blah blah blah. Well guess what? People moved from New York to Florida. You think that's cheap? Yeah. That's a long fucking ways. Yeah. Okay. And then we're like, you know what? Fuck you. We're moving. So the, the so don't so don't say, well, I can't do this and I can't do that and I don't want to do this and I. 
if you don't like it, move. Yeah. Get the fuck out. So what's funny is, you know, the, the Supreme Court overturned the vaccine mandates and the vaccine requirements, right? All these businesses were trying to require vaccinations on their employees. And they, they were, which is, which is illegal. Yeah. Right. It's completely And everyone illegal. knew it was illegal. And this was the play of the demo. Like the, the, and they were still pushing it as hard as they could push it. And, and it scares me that people didn't see through this. You've got all the Democrats screaming vaccine mandates, knowing like, like hell, Nancy Pelosi was on camera saying we can't require people get vaccinated. And then two months later, she's saying, we're going to require people get vaccinated. Like, she knew you can't require it. But what they knew, what they also knew was we can tell people we're going to require it and we can tell people there's going to be a deadline. And And, then half of them will just do it. We know the Supreme Court's going to overturn it in like at the end. However, how many people will get vaccinated in the meantime? Because eventually they'll have to. Yeah, they got millions and millions and millions of people to get vaccinated because they were going to lose their job if they didn't. Yeah. And then they flat ass lie to your face and say, we didn't force you to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just told me I'm going to lose my source of income if I don't do it. How is that not being forced? Yeah. And listen, I'm not like a vaxxer or anti-vax. Like my wife got it and it was her choice to get it. Yeah. Hey, but you want to get it? Get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't want someone coming to my door and saying, you got to fucking do this. Yeah, exactly. With no proof. no. Yeah. This is, um, people, this is America. People forget this is America. Right. You can do what you want or not. This is the freest country right. in the world. And right. when you start telling people, no, you don't, no, you have to do this or no, you can't do that or no. That's why we, the, what drives me the most insane is when people say, you have to do this or you have to do that. And then they also say, now, I know the Constitution doesn't say that. What? Yeah. The Constitution is there for a reason. Yeah. And then people's argument is, well, these are different times, so we should change it. Oh, like on gun control? Yeah. When they try to say Fuck that it only you. applied to muskets? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what? Guarantee, if George Washington could have had an AR-15, he'd have been smoking motherfuckers right. with it. Okay? Well. So let's not pretend at, like... At the time that happened... The people had the exact same weapons the government had, right? Yeah. That's that's where that rule came from. But if you want to apply that logic, we should have full auto at any time we want. Well, if or you, bazookas it, or fucking war tanks, right? Or we should be able to get whatever we want. If you want to apply that logic that it didn't apply to the advancement of society and the advancement of weapons, well, maybe the First Amendment only applies to quill and pen. Maybe the First Amendment doesn't apply to. Fax machines, emails, TV, social media, TV, internet. Oh, that's a great point. Did right? you steal that from somebody? Did you come no, up no, with like, that? No, like, no. Like, that's how awesome the Founding Fathers were. That's, that's a short right there. If you don't put that on, that's your ass, yeah, Austin. That's, good. that's, I mean, if you can't pick and choose where it applies, right? So, yeah. like what we were starting talking about, about how they're, they're saying you're going to lose your job if you didn't get the vaccination. But then they say, well, we didn't force you to get it. Okay. But it was government manipulation. Right. Well, now they're acting like the states that were going to, you know, there's going to be states that ban abortion, right? Yeah. So now they're acting like those states are forcing you to have a kid. Uh, No, no, they're not. They didn't force you to get pregnant, right? 
And they didn't force you to remain in the state while you were pregnant and say no. you can't go to another state that allows abortions and go get one. And that's what makes this country so great is so that is, you have the freedom to do that. Yes, you have the freedom. If you don't like something here, you can go here and get it. Yeah. Or you can go here and do this. That's what makes this country great. Anytime you try to lump everyone together, right. you no longer have the freest country on the planet. Right. Okay? Right. Which is why I have always said, this has been my mantra, okay? I don't think, oh, man, I'm slippery slope. Abortion drives me crazy. Right. Okay? If you get raped or there's incest or your life's in danger, I think you should be able to do whatever you want. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think you should be well, able we've, to. We've talked about this. I, I, think, I have a very open stance. Yeah, like I, think I can see both to, sides of it, and I'm not in a position to have to. Because it's the freest country on the planet. Yeah. Okay. What I don't like is when you use my tax dollars to do it. Yeah. Because I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think you should be able to use tax dollars to do it. That's my red line in the sand. Right. But I also think you shouldn't tell me what the fuck to do when I want to go buy an AR and shoot it for fun and have it for my protection. Right. I'm not telling you what to do. You shouldn't tell me what to do. Keep all of our tax dollars out of it. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. The, that's the freest society. You know, it becomes a slippery slope. If I want to go to church and worship, that's my business. If you want to be a, in a satanic cult, that's your business. Yeah. Okay. The only way that you, that everyone can be free is for all of us to let each other do those things. Right, right. And when you start telling everyone has to do X or Y or everyone has to do this, then you're in trouble. Yeah. That's why the states should have the choice. If you want to live in a state that allows it, live in that state. Yeah. If you want to live in a state that doesn't, live in that state right. and leave me the hell alone. Yeah. And if you can't figure, like if you can't afford to move, then level up yourself as an individual, save the fucking money and afford to move. Like, no one's telling you you can't move. You've made the choice to have the finances that you have that are preventing you from moving. Yeah. So if it's really that big of a deal, figure it the fuck out and move. Yeah. I That's love, all there is to yeah, it. Yeah, I love how people are always like, well, I just I can't afford that new car. And then I look at them, and they're smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Well, in this day and age, that's like 250 bucks a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? If you quit doing that, you could do this. Yeah. And that's a personal choice that you have made. Yeah. I'm not telling you you can't do one or the other. Yeah. But don't pretend like it's someone else's fault yeah. that you have made that don't choice. Don't ignore your personal accountability. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, so uh, a guy I worked with the other day was like, so... Mitch probably Mitch knows what Nipex pliers are. Mm -hmm. Nipex brand, mm -hmm. they're awesome, right? Yeah. They're Got triple, three sets of them in my tool bag. They're triple the money of any other set of channel locks. They're worth it. Like when you go to Home Depot and you buy a junk repair for fifteen bucks, a set of Nipex is forty five. Yep. I ride the junkers. I don't give a shit. Okay. Yeah. But you know the guy, the guy I'm talking to is like, dude. You know, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I don't need that fancy stuff. I, you know, I can't afford it. And I was just joking. I said, mm -hmm. I can't afford that fancy shit. I just use these. And he looks at me and goes, you know, that's a personal choice, right? Right. He's like, you could. Yeah. Instead of having two pair, you could have one pair. Or instead of, you know, wearing those work boots, you could have a set of cheaper work boots and you could afford. Yeah. Everything is a personal choice. Yeah. I hate that everyone always tries to label it as it's the government's fault or it's other uh, this other group of people's fault right. that I'm doing this or doing this or do this is America you can do whatever you want yeah you it personal accountability personal responsibility 
are the only things that drive you forward. Yeah. No matter what you're doing. If if it's that big of a deal Rant. to you, you're going to put a yeah. plan together and you're going to do it. Right? Yeah. You want to start your own company, you're going to put a plan together and you're going to do it. You want to get a better job, you're going to put a plan together and you're going to do it. Right? Yeah. If you're going to, like, how many people want a job that requires a master's degree? And so they put a plan together and they go get their master's just to get a job. And you're going to tell me that that same mentality doesn't apply to the fact that you can't move across state lines to a state that better aligns with your values? Yeah. I mean, holy shit. It's insanity. Yeah. It's, it's just freaking insanity. And this whole this whole thing of uh, just the, the government control and what I don't understand is for some reason it seems to me that people want that government control. I don't know if they feel it's a safety net. I don't... I don't know if they feel it's a great equalizer. I don't I don't understand. What we should have is less government and more self-control in well, our states or in our small communities. So or, removing government requires a higher level of personal accountability. Do you think people are just lazy or stupid? People or don't, don't do want it? to hold themselves accountable. And so... Peter Pan syndrome? They all want to be kids forever? Uh, maybe. But, I mean, that's... You know, this whole push for like the metaverse and you'll own nothing and be happy about it and all of this kind of shit. Fuck you, dude. Right. I'm going like, to take all your shit while you're on a video game VR right. for three days. Like, <laughs> like there are people that that actually interests them because they want less responsibility. They want less accountability. And so if there's some universal basic income that allows them to live a life where they have no worries, they'll ask to be governed harder. First off, universal in basic income is a joke. Let's talk about that. People it's, have it's forgotten. It's a joke, but I can see a very realistic pathway to where it, it shows up. How? Well, I have a two-part answer. First off, the only way that works is if people work and pay taxes. Mm -hmm. Okay? So if no one's working and they're just sitting at home, basically it's welfare. Yeah. So if you're if you're just on welfare and no one's paying in taxes, it just snowballs into no one works, no one pays taxes, everybody's broke. Okay? Right. We're all fucking homeless. Right. Second part of that is, if there is a way for people that want to go get some and want to work, that percentage is dropping drastically. You and I know that. Yeah. Right? So are you telling me that 15% of the population is just going to rule the rest of them? Because you know what? I might be okay with that because I'm a go-getter. Well, you keep in mind. And I'll just, I mean. You keep in mind, though. I'll do the whole population gets to vote. And so the scary thing is, is when the lazy, the, the population of the lazy becomes larger, now you have a, a lazy, large population that is incentivized to vote for things that further enable their laziness. And so you get these people that are like, living on this COVID money, right? Now that's kind of old and dead by now, but you get people that are living on COVID money, they're going to keep voting for things that give them more free money. And, and like, hopefully they can see the ramifications of that. Hopefully they can see the price of gas and inflation and the price of food. Well, but and, media and everything lies else. to them and says, hey, no, the COVID it's, money wasn't, that's not what helped spur inflation. Yeah. The fuck it didn't. Right, right. I mean, you already got you already got flat ass burned on your taxes whenever Biden was giving you your child tax credit early in yeah. five hundred five hundred dollars a month. 
And then for F- when, F- FYI, I invested all my mo- that money we got. Yeah, well, which it, wasn't a lot. <laughs> and, and then you go file your taxes, and you ended up owing because they gave you your child tax credit early. Yeah, and that really fucked oh, a lot of man. people. Was I supposed to? Uh, I gotta pay taxes on. Right. Yeah, dude. Right. You do. So anybody who can't see through that, like, there's not very much hope there. And and the farther you put them down in that position, the easier it is to control them because the more they start relying on the government. And so the more they're going to vote for things that give them more free shit. And and then it just slowly erodes. It snowballs. Yeah. You just start out small, and the next thing you know, they control everything, and it's too late. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking that right now we're at a breaking point. Like in November, I think we're going to know, like, where people in the country actually stand. I. But I'm not – so – like a month ago, I was 100% convinced. I was like, people know where we're at. They see the bullshit. And then the, but the more I think about it, the more I realize people, how stupid people are. And they're like, man. Right. So that you is know, what, what I feel like me. the midterm elections that are coming up, like if these go south, I think it's going to be many bad years for America. I think you're going to see inflation go crazy. I think you're going to see gas prices go crazy. I think you're going to see house values go wrong, like go down. I think you're going to see interest rates go up. Um, You're going to see everything that could force a percentage of the population to further rely on the government. You're going to see all of that happen. Um, Leading up to these elections, these midterm elections, what I think you're going to see is you're going to see more quote-unquote mass shootings, right? Um, And there's that loose definition of what is a mass shooting, right? If two gangs go at it and shoot each other up and kill 15 or 20 of each other, is that a mass shooting or is that gang violence? I would call that gang violence. But, you know, the, the media is going to say guns were involved, more than one person died, that's a mass shooting. So you're telling me you think that they're going to be pushing this. They're going to be – we talked about this just a little bit before the show about you know the polls that say what people are really worried about. Yeah. And I thought that um, you know pe- the Democratic Party was going to be really pushing the abortion issue like, hey, abortion, if you – you know, if we want to get back in, you got to vote more Democrat. Right. And then you told me, no, that's like zero. Yeah, so there – and I don't know the poll, but um, – they, they had a list of like what things matter coming into these midterm elections. And um, the answer of I don't know ranked higher than abortion. And so. So you think they're going to try how, to go to gun violence next? Well, that's how low on the radar people are with abortion. It's kind of hard to care about abortion when you're paying $5 a gallon for gas, your grocery bills doubled, your rent's gone through the roof. And. Like you're you're paying more for everything under the sun, dude. It's just like so in '08 when we had the recession, literally people were losing their homes back to the bank. Yeah. Right now, people are worried. Yeah, yeah. People I've... are worried because it. We are one. We are not even a year away from a lot of people losing their jobs. Yeah. When and their we, houses. We are, and their houses. Well, and then their house you at, goes. You look at how many people bought these houses at these overinflated prices. Well, you don't lose your house because the housing market tanks. You lose your house because you lost your job and you can't pay the bill mortgage anymore. And 
when you're when you bought a house at twenty five to forty five percent higher than of a higher value than what it should be, and it, so so now your mortgage is twenty five to forty five percent higher than it should be. Now your mortgage is harder to afford. Well, it's only harder to afford if you lose pay. Exactly. So if exactly. you lose pay, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. I mean, if you're still making your money, you're fine. Your house is worth less, but you can yeah. ride that bubble out. Janine did it, and I did what, it in 08. What What I think is going to happen to the housing market because you've got a lot more, uh, you got a lot more individuals that have bought houses and they rent them out. Um, so like people who own the home that they reside in, that number is shrinking a lot. Yeah. Right. So what I think is going to happen is rent prices are high right now. Home values are high. You have a lot of individuals that have started businesses where they're buying houses and doing the BRRR method. Um, and then they're renting that house out and then refinancing that house and uh, taking all of the equity back out of that house and, and putting it into another one, right? Well, all of that plays fine as long as rent values stay high. Well, when everything starts crashing and if rent values start crashing and people can't afford rent, well, now you've got one guy who might own 12 houses that he's done through the Burr method. And now like rent values tank, he can't pay the mortgage on 15 homes. He's not worried about losing one. He's worried about losing 15. Yeah. I think that's where you're going to see the the real estate thing crash. And it could. And I, and that's, I don't like the Burr method just because like the whole, theory there is you buy the house you rent it out and then you refinance it take that money to buy the next house yeah okay i like it creates a domino a a potential domino i like the buy the house rent it out don't refinance that house you want to pay that house off as quickly as possible right and then if you have to wait to buy the next house then you do that yeah i do not like there's two there's two methods in this crazy america we live in yeah it's mortgage everything to the freaking hilt and take every dime you can yeah and then there's the pay for cash method right which is pay everything off as fast as you can and then try to make it on your own right i prefer that method because if everything's paid for you're scot-free yeah you owe no man nothing or if it's down far enough where you have to refi it out a little bit and lower rents to keep a renter in there you can do that. Yeah. The bank's not coming to your house saying, okay, son of a bitch, here we go. Where's our money? Where's our money? Right. Yeah, we're taking your shit right now. I, I do want to take a step backwards here for a second. The the mass shooting thing that I was talking about that I think you're going to start to see a lot of coming into midterm elections. Um, the key thing is you're going to hear about every time more than two people are shot. Oh, yeah. You're but, already hearing about it. But the key thing that I think you're going to hear, and you're going to actually see it in the headlines is the gun was purchased legally. You're going to hear those words. Yeah. Because what they're trying to go after... Is change the legal statute of which you can buy a gun. Yeah, Yeah. because it seems that before the default was this crazy guy stole a gun or this like criminals don't abide by the laws, so the laws don't really need to change because they're not abiding by them anyway. And so what you're going to see is the media really pushing that the gun was purchased legally... And it still resulted in a mass shooting. So we do need to change the laws at which you can buy a gun. And yeah, or try to get rid of certain guns. And let's, yeah. let's talk about it. Just this is it's on topic, but off topic. And we, we had a whole episode about this. 
Every, people, I have a lot of Democrat friends, and I have a lot of super left friends, right. not just Democrat. You don't need a gun. You don't need this. You don't need that. And I've said it before on the show. The reason we have guns is to protect ourselves from a tyrannical government. Yeah. Okay? It's not so that I feel like a badass. It right. is not so that I, quote unquote, just have a lot of cool guns. It's so that if something hits the fan, we're prepared as a society. Yeah. Okay, that's why the Founding Fathers put the Second Amendment in. Okay, and what I always say to them is, what if Trump got reelected? I think I said this two shows ago. What if he got reelected and then people wanted him to stay in and he tried and he overran the government and he was a dictator? Yeah. Wouldn't all you left motherfuckers wish you had guns? Yeah. So that when there was a revolution, you actually had a chance? Right. That's why we have guns. Yeah. Okay? That's why we carry guns to protect ourselves from nutbag governments. Right. That's like, why we have them. You go you go look into like take COVID as a small example. Ask the Chinese if those people wish they had guns over there. Yeah. Because they're getting or shit Australia. on they're getting shit on every day yeah. by the government. Ask them if they wish they had guns. Ask Australia. Yeah. Like they were literally not allowed to leave their house. Yeah. For and, six months. And there were people that were getting arrested for not wearing masks outdoors while they were drinking coffee. And yeah. And the the police would argue that you were drinking too long. You you had too much time in between sips. All of that kind of crazy, crazy controlling government happens when the citizens can't fight and back. And people say, and when you say stuff like that, people say, well, you know what? It was a pandemic and we needed that. No, we didn't. But when you, that when, that's not my point. <laughs> when you give them one inch, they take another. Yeah. I, I know the saying's one inch, take a mile. Right. They take another inch. Yep. They don't take a mile. And then they take another inch. And then they take another inch. And, and next thing you know, they're standing on your fucking neck, and they're not letting you do anything. Yeah. And they're okay? going to take inches that they know they can't take just so they can take it long enough to prove a point until they're told they can't take it anymore, which we yeah. saw that with the vaccine mandates. Yeah. And hopefully it doesn't get—look, I am i don't think that it'll ever come to this, but— when they start taking inches and taking inches and taking inches and taking inches, you have to be able to stand up for yourself. Right. And that's what the Second Amendment's about. Yep. I do not think – I'm not a conspiracy guy. There's. I don't think there's going to be another civil war. I hope there's not another civil war. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to be prepared. Yeah. You know, or, you know what? I shouldn't say that. As of right now, I do not own any ARs. <laughs> Just – just telling y'all, I don't own any. But if I was out there and I was one of you guys, I would have three or four. I'm I'm never gonna. So you'll never see me like like I can't stand the guys that are like, oh, I lost all my guns in a boating accident and all that shit. Like, no, that's cowardly. Like, own them up. Tell nope. them how many you have. I don't have any. Come and get them. <laughs> right? Like yeah. Like. You may lose that battle, but America would win that war if they ever tried to go into anybody's home and take weapons from them. Yeah. The like, first guy that fights back is is a patriot. Yeah. He's the first real hero. Right. He's going to die. Yeah. Or and he or or he may die later or he may go to court. He'll be the first real patriot of this century. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, coming fresh off of 4th of July. 
it literally happened because citizens had guns. Yeah. And and, and, and we people gained were tired our independence because citizens had guns. So And now it's protecting that freedom. It's not trying to gain freedom. Yeah. It's protecting what we have built. People forget that there have been millions of people die to create this country. Yep. Through and, and not to just through, not just through wars, you know, tens, hundreds of to make this country great, and then people are going to try to shit all over it. Yeah. Well, there's a there are a lot of people out there, like guys like us. They're like, mm, not not happening, not happening on our watch. Right. You right. know. So I personally don't have an AR. I actually don't even own a rifle. I just told you I don't either. Well, I know you're lying, <laughs> but. <laughs> I, I don't even own a rifle. I've got a shotgun, a handgun, and a pellet gun. Those are the three guns I own, right? Um, a pellet gun will fuck some guys up, though. Maybe it could. <laughs> and my Red Rider. I got that, a Red Rider BB gun. Is that gamo gun a twenty two? No. No, 144. Imagine you shoot with a pellet gun while you get your other gun ready. Dude, it would be like a Monty <laughs> Python thing. Of First like, off, that's just a flesh wound. That twenty two pellet gun will kill you. It could. I mean, if you... if yeah. I've seen guys take down coyotes with them. Yeah. Yeah, it they're could. badass. Yeah, I wish I had one. I mean, it it takes down yeah. game in the backyard pretty easily. So <laughs> fucking but, squirrels. Uh, <laughs> I I don't think I'm gonna fight the government off with my compound bow, but I mean, if it came to that, I'll use any resource I have available for sure. Right. Yeah. So like, you'll never see me do the whole like, oh, I lost all my shit in a boating accident or anything else because that's the bitch move. That is a pussy move to make. If you really are pro 2A, you need to be taking the stance of come and get them. Yeah. I have them. You may think you want them. Good luck. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Right? That is, that's an actual, you know, non-cowardly man, right? Or man or woman, doesn't matter. But non-cowardly person. And I think a lot of people don't realize, especially like in California and New York, like all of us rednecks out here. We take it pretty serious, and a lot of us can really shoot. Yeah. And a lot of us can really shoot well. Yeah. And they don't understand. They may not realize that in California, the whole reason that, like, Russia's not landing on that beach. Is because we got guns over here. Is because they know that the Midwest is stock locked and ready to rock. I think they should—I think the people in California and Oregon, Washington, should really understand that if Russia or China come here— they're all dead, and we're going to stop them at the mountains. Yeah. So maybe you should pull your heads out of your asses. Well, and so here's the weird thing, though. Like, other governments may, that you, don't we, like the U.S. We may let them have California. Be like, you know what? <laughs> Let's let them blow that bitch up, and then we'll go in there and, and clean up we'll, the mess. Yeah. Maybe just, mm, you know, take it. You, you, these people don't realize that, like, countries that hate the U.S., they hate the U.S., they don't hate Republicans. They don't hate Democrats. They don't hate, they hate Missouri all. residents. Yeah. They don't hate California residents. They hate Americans. We're all Americans. Yeah. When they come here, they're not going to give you a free pass. Yeah. They're gonna. They're not going to be like, oh, you're from California. Okay. We're. You know what? Just stay here. Yeah. We're gonna go into the red states and kill those people. Go and then on. we'll be back and we can all join hands and sing Utopia. Right. Like you know. Go go look at 9-11. Did those terrorists ask what political party you were and told you, like, oh, you might not want to be on this flight? Their goal was to kill Americans yeah. 
and it never went farther than that. And so anybody who can't realize that, that's a huge freaking problem. Like the the goal is America first. And yeah, you might not want guns, but don't worry. There's plenty of people that do. Don't try to infringe on the people that do thinking that you're helping America because you're not, you're, you're actually making it very, very unsafe, even for you to live in America. The moment America becomes disarmed. Yeah. And, and also like you had mentioned, thousands of people die through tragedy every day. Removing guns is not going to solve that problem. People die through tragedy because of hate, not because of access to weapons. And so the the only way to resolve death from from tragedy is it, it, like is to stop hate is to stop hate and you, you you'll never be like hate has been here since the biblical times so you'll never ever be able to stop hate uh, don't waste time trying to chase weapons because today it might be guns which is a bad move for America tomorrow it might be rocks yeah like hate I think I've said this on the show. When Romans would take over a city, they would take the they, babies they, yeah, and throw, throw them, them over off the, the wall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like people don't even do that now. Right. Like if they, if kids get killed in war, it's awful, but they're not going to the kid and killing the child. Right. You know what I mean? Hate is probably or violence is probably less now than it was then in yeah. the grand scheme of things. So don't pretend like you know taking away guns or doing doing anything is going to take away you know hate and violence and evil yeah. in the world cuz it's just not going to do it i think it's i think it's jordan peterson says that um a dangerous man that is able to control himself is a much safer person than a man who has no clue how to be dangerous that's pretty deep yeah. <laughs> Who says I, that? I think it's Jordan Peterson that says that. Is that correct? Jordan Peterson. Yeah. yeah I, and I think I'm, I'm probably paraphrasing it a little bit, but essentially what he's saying is if, if you don't know how to fix this, if you don't know when to use violence or when to use um, proper tactics to fix a situation, you are more dangerous than the guy who knows yeah. how to be violent and when to be violent. Right. Yeah. So like, uh, I think of small scale, like someone breaks into you, you take some really, really wimpy guy, doesn't know how to fight, doesn't know how to, uh, articulate a heated conversation and does not own a weapon. That guy's fucked if his house gets broken into, right? Yeah. You take somebody else who owns a gun, knows how to use it, but also knows verbal jujitsu and can deescalate a situation before it has to get violent. If that guy's house gets broken into, he stands a tenfold better chance of surviving, protecting his family, protecting his products, and essentially protecting the criminal too, right? Yeah. So yeah, could yeah could maybe do something about it. I think of I think of veterans when you say that. Exactly. Like my father-in-law was in Vietnam. Okay. His name's Joe Burns. He's a bad motherfucker. Right. He's got a purple heart. He is. He's in his seventies now. If you knew him, like if if. You wouldn't think, like, he's the nicest, most genuine person you'd ever met. Yeah. But I bet if you crossed him and went into that house, you would have n- want nothing to do with that old man. Right. He would fuck you up. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean he's just one of those guys. I've physically, you know? like, I've had the conversation with my wife that if we came, 
if I came downstairs to somebody in my house stealing my shit, it's over. I well, Get the, I, so so for me, I would be armed and I would be ready to shoot somebody. However, I would. I'm not going to say I would have the conversation because it's not like we're going to sit down at the coffee table and talk. You're going to say, "Hey, dude, what the fuck?" I'm going to give the guy orders. And I'm going to give him a chance to follow those you orders. You better get the fuck out or we're all, and, we could all die. In and <laughs> one of those orders is if you take one step my way or motion in any way that is dangerous, I will kill you, right? Like, the goal is not to wait. Like, I, I don't like the guys that are like, oh, break into my house and I'll kill you. No. The goal, yeah. the goal is not to kill them. The goal is to maintain your, your property and to maintain the safety of your family. And so, yeah. like, you know... Things happen fast and all well, that stuff, yeah. but I'm not going to go downstairs trigger happy, ready to just pop off somebody that might be in my house. It's going to be analyze what their intentions are, get them out of my house and maintain the safety of my family. Yeah, it's different. So so you, Mitch has a two-story house. You go out of your room and the guy's coming up the stairs. That guy's probably dead. That's different. That's different. Yeah. He's yeah. coming. The, the boys are upstairs. That's the end of that. Right. You know what I mean? There are different situations. <sighs> I don't want to say that intellect plays a role, but it does. Yes. And, and and intellect can also be preparedness. Right. Even if you're not very intellectual, but you have thought about those things before they happen. Yeah. You're already one step closer to doing the right thing. You are a man capable of dangerous things that is choosing not to. Yeah. You are... Much yeah. safer. I, I mean, listen, I think about it. You know, I think, okay, yeah. just like Mitch, just like he's weird, he said that. Like, I think, okay, so if someone's in my basement, I'm doing this. Right. I have cameras on my house. If someone, if, if somehow someone gets in the living room, I'm doing this. Right. And I think of those situations. I don't think of those to be somebody that's, oh man, I can't wait to kill somebody that's in my house. No, I think about those things because I need to. Yeah. You know, I how don't, else do you know how to react? I don't want to think about those things. Yeah. But I have a daughter and I want to protect her. Yeah. You know, I need to know what I'm gonna do before I do it in those situations. Right. And like when you take um, gun safety classes, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different ones. There's concealed carry cas- classes. There's home protection classes. Right. They talk about that same stuff. Yeah. You know, they talk about hey. If an intruder is doing this, you can't do X. Right. You should be doing Y. Well, and even on like the conceal carry thing, a lot of people conceal carry and the, their MO is like, the moment shit goes down, my gun comes out. That's not my, my MO. Like if I conceal carry, the first thing I'm doing is assessing the situation and saying, is it the right time to pull my gun? Right. Because I've seen a video after video after video where it, it looks like there's one assailant at first. And there's two. And there's two. And the second one is waiting for that concealed carry guy to pull his weapon and then catch him off guard. Yeah. Maybe he's behind him or something to that effect. And so I'm going to assess the situation and wait and, and learn as much as I can before I reveal to anybody that I'm armed. Yeah. And and well, so it's, it's like if you're in a store and your wife and daughter are with you and someone comes in there and we... I hate to think about this kind of stuff, but we have mass shootings. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens. If you're in the store and your wife and daughter are in there with you and you hear pops, you do not just leave them and run to the situation. God, right. You grab. First off, Janine knows I'm picking up my daughter and we're going to the back as fast as we can. Right. Or wherever I think is safe to go. Yeah. Then I will come out there. 
Right. Okay. As soon as they are safe. Well, they, they just happened in our school this I'm year. I'm okay. Okay. They're safe. I'm fine. I'm fine with taking on that responsibility myself. Right. And not putting them in danger or someone else in danger. Right. You know, you you have to be aware. And we bring all that stuff up because that's not just home defense. It's not concealed carry. You should be thinking about that in every situation. Right. You know what I mean? That it takes a lot of thought to, you know, break all that kind of stuff down so that you know where you are when something happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a mental preparedness. Yeah. And, and we talk about that on the show with business all the time. Yeah. Being prepared for whatever it takes. And if you're sitting on the couch not thinking about where am I gonna be next week, where am I gonna be next month, you know, if someone broke into my house, I'm doing this. Uh, I want to invest my money in this. And you're just sitting there looking at the TV and you're a zombie. Right. You're not doing it right. Right, right. You're, you're going to have a hard time finding success. And you're also going to – that type of person is going to be the type of person that when they see a successful person, they're going to think they got lucky. And oh, instead of working hard. Instead of working hard. Yeah. And, and they're also going to chalk up all of their lack of success to, yeah, it just didn't work out. You know, I just, cards didn't fall my way. No, you didn't make conscious decisions to make them fall your way. And listen, when cards don't fall your way, don't just roll over. Right. Don't just fucking take it. Yeah. Move. Move. Reposition. You don't have to, you can, you can roll over and take it in that situation. Yeah. But that just means you need to be better in the next situation. Right. Now, look, there are outliers. You know, there's 10% on one end and 10% on the other. And yes, those things do happen. Yeah. But we're trying to talk to the majority of people. Yeah. You know, here with business and yeah. success and make you know, policy all those around the majority, not yeah. the minority. Exactly. Which same, is, same thing happens in your own head. Which is the opposite of the Democratic Party. <laughs> they want every all the minorities to rule the majority, and that's right. not how it goes. But you just, you have to. <sighs> people take failure like it's their last option. You know what I mean? Yeah. These these failures. I failed. I guess I'm done. These failures happened. I'm done. I can't do it. Right. We all fail. No one's perfect. There yeah. was one perfect motherfucker ever walked this planet, and he ain't here. Yeah. So just sack up and move the fuck on. Except that you lost the battle. Yeah. Reposition. Keep, win the war. Keep going. Yeah. You're gonna fail at stuff. Yeah. You're gonna piss away five grand on something. Yeah. That you didn't see coming. You know. Yeah. Don't fold. Right. Keep going. Yeah. I think that's the problem with a lot of Americans now is, you know, like the the men that fought in World War II, was that the baby boomers? That was before the baby boomers. Right. They were tough because they never gave up. Right. And that this country's lost that. Yeah. You know, they didn't care. They just moved on to the next deal. Well, and, and you're going to I mean, that's just the cycle of the world population. You're going to see another world war. At some time, I'm not, I'm not saying it's it happening. Maybe happening right now. Yeah, it might be. Maybe but, I don't know. But I can't. I can't you, tell. <laughs> it, it, I'll, I'll I'll say this. I'm a little worried if you don't see a world war because that means you're gonna see like complacency. No complacency. The, the whole idea of the one world government and that whole conversation. Like Ugh. like if you don't see world wars, then maybe that's a possibility that that. It's pushing more towards a one-world government. So we will never see that in our lifetime. I hope not. There's no way. But um, you know, sometimes it takes like like look what happened uh, America on September 12th, 2001. Yeah. More flags were on display than ever. Yeah. Right. So sometimes we it attacked. takes tragedy yeah. to remind you about really where you stand. Well, it so, takes tragedy for you to realize 
when things are going good, people get this shroud over their eyes and they don't realize that the world's a shithole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially in America. Yeah. The greatest country on the planet. Yeah. Okay. People get this shroud and they want to nitpick this and they want to nitpick that and they want to complain about this and we need to be fucking doing that and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, boom, motherfuckers get killed because they're tired of your ass complaining about shit. Yep. They, they know that you have it good and they're pissed about it. That was us on September 10th. 2001. Yeah. yeah, everyone's having a good time. And then 11th is panic fucking yep. city. And then 12th is, oh, we're united now. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, that was probably the most united moment in our lifetimes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, there's no, we don't have, that's our Pearl Harbor. Yeah. I guess when people were like, oh, yeah, okay. Fuck everybody. We're coming to get you. America first. Yeah. We need, a, we don't need another one of those moments of, but, death but we need another one of those moments of unity a, a reminder right yeah and, and what's sad is a lot of times reminder comes through tragic events yeah i hope so, that doesn't happen but yeah we need something yeah something's got to bring us together we're gonna be in deep shit well i think we've let this show run on why didn't you tell enough. me i wasn't even watching yeah well fucking 120 yeah so um guys if you like what you're hearing uh please do us a favor and help share the show um, uh, make sure to leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening on. Um, and until next time, guys, we will see you later. Love you guys.